Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, <laughs> intelligent, extremely hardworking, <laughs> hardworking Disney characters loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Yeah. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. <laughs> We're laughing because... I was thinking about it last week and ended up skimming over the hardworking thing last <laughs> week. And she was like, oh, eh. it's finally come to reality. <laughs> Since we've been here and I haven't been working, are you now taking that out? And I'm like, no, no, it was just me being dumb and not thinking of anything. I was trying to think of what I was going to respond to next and just totally skimmed over it. And it was silly and ridiculous because Michelle is extremely hardworking. <laughs> and I don't say that for you know, just 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 to pander to her, it is extremely true. I mean, you, you know, there's one thing we haven't talked about a lot uh, on this show, and it is the last few months since we've transitioned from California mm. to Florida. There was a lot that went on during that time, including obviously I was working from the day after we actually received <laughs> here, we arrived here in Florida. Uh, up until, you know, Michelle finally got here and there was just, Michelle worked so hard to make sure our stuff was wrapped up in California, plus holding down the last few days of her job in there. Um, you'd all be impressed with her if you heard the story. So uh, just just letting you all know that. And it's been a crazy few months, but it's been a really nice few weeks uh, <laughs> since I stopped doing the post office. Yes. And now I'm in the transition to my new job. Well, that's very sweet of you, honey. It's been a team effort to get this all done. It's been a, you know, like you said, at times a roller coaster. Um, but I think it's all been great. The turnout of what we have now is so much better. We have Scott here now and it's going to be a lot easier for him with the transitioning every six months. So yeah. things are good. Uh, things are really good. Um, things are getting better every day. Um, mm -hmm. And we are, we'll talk a little bit about that coming up and maybe our favorite things for this week when we get to that in a little bit. But yeah. We will get to that in just a second. Thank you for joining us today. We are recording this episode on Sunday, September 4th, 2022. I know we say this every time we flip a month, but can you believe it's already <laughs> September? It's crazy. Yeah, no. I cannot. I cannot. I know. It's like I was looking at some of the uh, the newer dishes from the food and wine uh, right now because they opened some additional booths in August. And I'm like, oh, that's new, kind of relatively new. And I'm like, oh, no, August was last month. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to believe. It's it's crazy. Uh, it's hard to believe we've, we've, we've gotten here to September, but I know that's, it's just something we seem to say every single month yeah. when we flip the calendar, but it's true. It's amazing. We're, we're already in September. Well, obviously at all the parks, they're moving into the Halloween season. Right. Um, it's, uh, it's amazing. And now it's getting more appropriate. <laughs> right. Actually in September, <laughs> as opposed to at the end of August. Yes. Um, but still it's, it's early. It's, uh, you know, it's not, we're not even close to October right. yet. Although we'll say that in like, you know, in just a couple of weeks, we'll be like, you believe it's already October. I know. I know. We're <laughs> anyway. so lame. 
we are completely 100%. But you know who's not lame? It is you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, we would love for you to sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. Just another great way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Michelle has done such a great job with it. There's so much more information in it now than when I had the reins on it. (laughs) It's so full of Michelle-ness. It's great. It's bursting at the seams. You're going to love it. You know that if you've already subscribed. If you haven't, you should check it out. And again, just as Michelle says every time, we don't use that email address for anything else besides the newsletter. That is right. (laughs) (laughs) I think I saw something shiny outside there for a second. My mind just like, whoop. (laughs) that's all right our show is off to a great start I know (laughs) Uh, another great way to be involved in this show is on social media we have a lot of fun with a lot of you out there on social media if you want to find us there uh, you can go to Twitter and find us at Hyperion Podcast Facebook, Instagram and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventure adventures podcast excuse me i don't know what happened there but at hyperion adventures podcast if you are on facebook come on over and join us for some good positive disney energy fun on our hyperion adventurers facebook group that's right as we said every week as we say every week it is such a great group we love hearing your stories we love celebrating with each other whether it's things that have happened uh Disney related or not. Yeah. And things coming up in your plan. So we love this group. Yeah, just a group all about positivity in our lives, just sharing what's what's going on. That's a lot of fun. And we think that uh, that's a great way to do it. Uh, I know that Facebook gets a bad rap sometimes, and I can understand why that is, but that group is an excellent group. Yes, for sure. For sure. Also, you can find us on YouTube if you want to check us out there. Just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And again, as we say every week, we love hearing from you. Uh, if you have any suggestions, whether it be for the show or the newsletter, anything like that, or any questions about the material we cover, please reach out to us. Yeah. I mean, there's been some experiences like last week when we went to Walt Disney World. We had a lot of new experiences. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have reached out to us and said they've looked to try some of those things that we've done before, yeah. like the Wild Africa Trek and so forth. Uh, if you have any questions on any of those experiences we had last week and to see if they're right for you, we'd be happy to answer any questions. But um, anything you want to reach out to us for, the Gmail account is a great way to do that. Now, uh, there are also a couple great ways to support this show and get a little swag out of it at the same time. By the way, uh, I went to our Spreadshirt shop this week and I opened up some new items there. So if you've been there recently, you may want to check it out because there are some new items with our logos there that may be right for you. But you can find us there by going to Spreadshirt.com. Do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. All our stuff will come up there with our various different logos, different colors, different sizes, all sorts of things. Uh, An easier even way to do is just go to one of our uh, social media profile pages. We have a Linktree account right there and the links from our Linktree account Mm -hmm. straight to our Spreadshirt shop. Yeah. Another great way to be involved with this show and get some extra swag out of it as well as to become a Patreon member of the show. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures podcast. We have tiers starting as low as $2 per month. And you, when you sign up, you, you will 
one, get a shout out from us. Mm-hmm. You'll get some great swag out of it. And I'm going to tell you right now, Michelle is working some th- on some things for the show to involve some of our Patreon members. And I have some ideas swimming around as well that may be coming in the near future that we will help to inspire many of you who are already Patreon members, but also some of you who come in in the next several months. Right. We really like to um, express our gratitude towards you. Uh, This show is not free for us. Uh, We're not trying to make profit from it. Well, we are trying to make a profit, but we're far from that. (laughs) We will. We, nothing we're getting out of Patreon right now is getting us even close to making a profit. Someday, ideally, yes, we would love to make a profit off this show, but yes. um, don't see that happening anytime in the very near future. <laughs> we digress rather quickly here. Anyways, um, you know we do appreciate those who are helping support the cost of putting out this podcast, and you're you're great, awesome people. We do want to have you involved in the show as much as you want to be involved. Um, and if you just prefer to help by supporting the show and really don't need to be on air or whatever, that's great too. Yeah. We just appreciate you in any which way you support this show. It could be by just listening to it. Uh, it can be by subscribing to the newsletter. It could be interacting with us in social media. It become a Patreon member, buying some of our stuff through the Spreadshirt shop. We just appreciate that you are involved in this show in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and telling a friend or family member about the show or giving us a five-star review, also super helpful Yes, for free. For sure, for sure, for free, exactly. Now, this is something we do every week. Before we move into this current week's topic, we kind of type time tend to look back at boy i should have had another cup of coffee this morning <laughs> we tend to look back at the week that was because you know we kind of see the week as a roller coaster there's highs right. there's lows there's twists there's turns hopefully there's not a loop but you never know yeah. somewhere within the week but you know we are the show of positivity we always like to look at the positive aspects of what has happened in everything around disney and in our lives in general and that includes what happened in the prior week. We like to focus on that with a topic we call my favorite thing from the week. And when we do this, well, we always start with Michelle because she's awesome, (laughs) wonderful, all things great in the world. You know, she has the best list as you're going to hear in a little bit here. You know, she does the best research. She definitely has the very best tips, but she almost certainly has the best my favorite thing from this week. So Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Okay. Can I do two? Because they're kind of Of course, you can do as many as you want. You can have favorite things from the week. Um, So my, I guess 1A would be having the opportunity to experience another Disney dish. Yay! Ah, Yes, you heard that right. (laughs) We discussed it a little bit last week. Yes, there is a new Disney dish getting ready to be released at some point this week. It's been a while, Mm -hmm. mostly because I've had zero time (laughs) to cook up a Disney dish. But we do have one coming and another one in the in the works. Yeah. And trust me, this will be good. You'll love, you'll love these uh, Disney dishes coming up. So uh, that's my 1A. My 1B is um, we recently reached out to Disney Vacation Club. We had some questions and uh, our current guide is, is not, is out right now. So we had an alternate guide call us who was really helpful. Um, and answered our questions uh, and got some information for us that we had asked for, but, but also gifted us 
with a nice little bit of pixie dust, unexpected, and it just shows that pixie dust is still alive and well at Disney. I don't think there's any question of that. I know some people will say differently, but I think that there's still plenty of pixie dust to be spread around. Tinkerbell is still alive. We've been cheering for her to make sure she's still alive and (laughs) that pixie dust is still coming. Um, you know, fairly regularly, even if it isn't as much as it has been in the past, it right. is still definitely there. Right. Yeah. So that was that was a really nice, unexpected surprise. This yeah, week. and that was good. And we did get some good information mm-hmm. and some stuff that we may be uh, focusing on later on. We mm-hmm. will see what yeah. happens with that. But uh, it, it was a great thing for sure. So. Uh, as for my favorite thing from this week, well, it was just having a nice week at home. Um, you know, it, it, we talked about it earlier in the episode, how crazy uh, the first couple months since moving out here uh, was to, to both of us, mm-hmm. you know, being apart, Michelle working crazily to finish up things in California, me working crazily at the new job yeah. here. Even when she got out here, there were other insane things going on that mm-hmm. uh, had really took up a lot of our time. As you, as I mentioned with Disney dishes, I was not able to even think about putting anything right. together. Um, you know, we barely could try and think of doing a Disney trip, you know, yeah. but um, now we are, th- things are all changing and we've had some wonderful time together mm. this week alone, just doing some things around the house, yeah. um, planning some things for the future. It's just been really, really nice. And we've, you know, another thing is we've just been able to enjoy our house. Yeah. Um, we've had some, you know, I was just e- explaining to Michelle this morning how much I like looking out our window and we have a little lake outside our window and, yeah. It's almost like our own version of the Disney's Animal Kingdom right. Lodge because we never know what kind of birds or animals yeah. we might see outside <laughs> on any given time. And it's just it's just been really, really nice. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I agree. Likewise, my sentiment. And doing that Disney dish was also nice for me because it was just good to be able to get back into the realm of yeah. exploring cooking as for fun, you know, again as well. You I know. know. It's as, exciting you seeing know. your giant chopping board back <laughs> out there. Yes. I was able to break out the knives and the cutting board and yes. get to work. And that dish, as I said, you know, be uh, be sure to check it out on DisneyDishesBlog.com and uh, follow on social media as well uh, because I teased it yesterday, but it, it will be coming after I can write it up this week. It's always the thing is like I always have to cook these things, but then I always have to write them up yeah. too. So um, getting that all planned out and getting that done at some point this week, that will be coming out for sure. Cool. So, But that's enough of looking back at last week. Let's move forward to this week show we have lots of stuff for you this week including if you love disney and helping people with their vacation experiences well there's an announcement this week that you may be very interested in we'll tell you what that is also there's a new spot for dvc members to relax on its way to the happiest place on earth we'll tell you the details about that and we are also going to share our wild crazy predictions (laughs) That probably will never happen, but what we (laughs) predict that could actually take place at the D23 Expo 2022, which is happening this coming weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We're a little sad. We're not (laughs) going to be there, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We can't wait to hear what comes out of it. But enough about all that. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. Cause I'm working for a living. 
So yes, for this week's main topic, we didn't mention it earlier. I don't know how we skipped over it, but we hope you're having all a happy Labor right. Day weekend yes. out there. You're probably listening to this after the weekend, after the festivities have happened, but we hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. But, you know, since it was Labor Day and that all involves with working and the end of summer and everything else, we thought, well, how could we put this together into a Disney topic? Right. And Michelle, as she always does, comes up with a brilliant <laughs> idea. Of, let's talk about the hardest working Disney character. So that's what we're focusing on this week. And when we do that, well, we like to do our little five favorite <laughs> lists, of course. Now, we didn't have some real parameters to this list yeah. when we were going through it. So... I don't know how exactly how these are going to play out between <laughs> Michelle and myself. We don't tend to discuss these things at length, go into them. We kind of like to do this on, you know, as we're recording right. them with Our you. Our own interpretations yeah. come to light. So yeah. we'll see how we go. So what we're going to do is count down our five favorites of some sort of working characters with Disney. <laughs> and, you know, whenever we do these lists, we always start with Michelle because, you know, she's going to have the most interesting list. I mean, my list, you're pretty much, you can predict it going into it. <laughs> You'll, you, I mean, you could probably just write it down on paper right now, seal it up in an envelope, and then pin it to the wall. And then when I get done, it's like, see, I had it. But Michelle, as you would never guess in your lifetime, the whole thing. Maybe you can guess a character or two. The whole thing. Working. No chance. No chance. So, you know, as we said before, she does the best research. You know, she has the best tips. She's bound to have the best list. So, Michelle, what is your number five hardest working Disney character? Okay, so here we go. <laughs> and it started. And it started. So I was, you know, like you said, we had it very loose parameters in this, and so I, I started getting, I started a list, and then I, I got confused. So I started another list. <laughs> so I, I have three lists. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. Not, not. We've had two lists before. I don't know if this is Michelle's ever had three lists. Yeah, I don't think so. So this you know. is mark this down in the Hyperion Adventures podcast history. The day <laughs> Michelle comes up with three lists, a top five took us, list took us two hundred twenty-one episodes. I'm gonna go for five lists of our top <laughs> our five favorite five lists. favorite things. Yes. Um. So so here's where I struggled with it, and maybe you can pick which one is kind of closest to your list, so that they're at least on par. So I started with hardest working characters in their everyday life like life for them you know what they have to do each day is is hard because you kind of think of okay jobs and stuff like that but then as I was working that I thought that and I thought oh wait maybe it's the hardest working in their jobs so I created that list and then I realized well you know we're all things Disney so should I be touching base and having a hardest worker character from each of the, you know, like kind of the subsections of, you know, Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, PC, and Nat Geo. So I created that list. Of course you did. Of course you did. I'm not sure. I just took hardest working character and like these are characters I think work really, really hard in their life. So that's kind of where my list is. So so the the first one, then you think it's closest to the first one. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how we line up with one another and we'll see if that's true. All right. So my number five. Uh, from which list? From the first list of the hardest working characters in their everyday life would be Luisa Madrigal from Encanto. Mm. And I figured, you know, she's the strong one. one. She's, you know, she That's takes on. That's a really on, good one. Well, thanks. She takes on the burden of having to, you know, whether you're, you're talking literal weight, bearing of weight or figurative because she's the eldest sister 
you know, it's, it's still something that, you know, it's puts that additional burden on her that maybe her other siblings don't have to carry. Yeah. That's a really great one. I can't believe it didn't make my list. Yeah. So I can't that believe is, it didn't make your uh, list. That either. is, a, that, that, that just basically sinks my whole list because that <laughs> should be really, if not number one, very high up there for sure. Yeah. So you think, just think what this list has as number yeah, one. Yeah. Huh? So that's really good. I, I like that one a lot. Well, I almost want to replace half my list now because of that. <laughs> so what's your number five? Uh, my number five is uh, Nani from Lilo and Stitch. Oh, you know, because yeah. look, you know, She's, uh, you know, a sister who's basically just trying to take care, keep her family together after they lost their parents. Right. Um, she's working all these jobs, just trying to find something that she can do to keep money coming into the household to keep them afloat. Um, meanwhile, you know, Lilo is, you know, obviously she's in a bad place with the parents being gone and, mm-hmm. you know, having some real issues there. And so she's doing crazy things that always, you know, make Nani have to, you know, leave jobs or do right. different things and have struggles. So Nani not only is working very hard, you know, finding new jobs, working very hard at those jobs, sure. but she also has to basically take, you know, the role of mother right. uh, for Lilo at the same time and make sure that they can stay together as a family. And yeah. so I, I really feel like um, you, you put those two together, that, that makes her one of the hardest working characters in Disney. Sure. That's a great choice. Now I'm thinking, gosh, that should have made mine. Yeah, that really is good. And, and you know, like you said, Lilo's, some of Lilo's actions make it difficult for for her to continue her job. Uh, Stitch kind of throws wrench in in the works. Yeah. And like you said, the fact that she's now taking on this role of being more the parent, the garden guardian. And even, you know, at some point she's kind of has to face that she is the sister. And and that's an important role too, that she has to also somehow work into that dynamic of that relationship. Mm -hmm. So. So, Good choice, honey. Thanks, honey. So that was my number five. Do you want to go through your other lists or you want to do that later after we go through the first Your list? choice. Um, why don't you just go ahead and we'll go through all your fives. Okay. So <laughs> that way we can know if they're on any of them. Are, no, you know what? I take that back. Let's go through this list because you may start picking off things off of all our lists. If oh, we go through true. all the lists, we'll go back to your list at the end and, and see where they they stand. How's okay, that sound? That sounds good. Okay. And actually, surprisingly, they're... Um, I don't know that there's any crossover on my list. Yeah, but they may cross over to mine. Oh, yeah. So, yes, that's um, a good point. so okay. as you can see, we we tend to play these things out <laughs> as we're recording. So, um, I hope you don't play. Please bear with us on this. So, <laughs> let's go ahead and get to your number four then, hardest working Disney character. Okay, so my number four hardest character working character uh, is Raya mm. from Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, you know, she goes, you know, because when you, you know, if you really pay it, no, I shouldn't say pay attention. If you really think about it, when she's getting to, you know, go on her quest to look at all these, you know, different lands, you know, and you see her map in all the places that she has already eliminated um, from her selection of needing to research, uh, it shows that she's already put in a lot, a lot of work. And then you tie in that, now, once, you know, she has, you know, found her dragon um, guide, <laughs> then it's another additional amount of work to try to, you know, bring back what she felt was really, you know, taken away or lost. All right. That's a good one. I mean, I, I mean, obviously her, 
the hand she was dealt made her gun and have to go to work because right. of the fact that was going on in, uh, in, in the land there. So, you know, um, she kind of was forced into that, but that didn't mean that she, I mean, she could have just given it in or right. tried to hide out or whatever it could be. But, right. um, she worked as hard as she could to try and, you know, yeah. uh, bring it all back together, bring the people back together to save the land. So yeah, exactly. no, no, I don't disagree with you. So well, thank you. Nice. Thank you. Nice pick. So your number four. My number four is Wally, of course, from Wally. Mm -hmm. Because look, I mean, this guy, guy, this robot who's <laughs> still a guy, in my opinion, um, right. he got up every day, not, you know, for weeks, not for months, not for years, <laughs> not even for decades, right. for centuries, right. and went to work True. every day to help kind of clean the planet, prepare it for a possibility of life returning to Earth, you know, after everything kind of just went to pot, right? Uh, all the humans kind of left the planet, and, you know, they were left there to try and clean up this mess, that was what their directive was, exactly. and he continued to work at even as some of the other robots that were meant to right. do the same thing would fall by the wayside. He got up every single day and continued to do it. Work, 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 work Yeah, every single day. And, um, eventually it, in, in a small part, it pays off. Yeah. Yeah. Now that is an excellent one. Um, and not to mention that he's just the most adorable character. Oh, yeah. yeah, that yeah. Too. Love that. He did make one of my other lists, but yeah, that, that definitely, I hadn't thought about the duration of time in terms of being centuries, just that it was like every day he's doing this no matter what. Yeah. So. And, and even when, you know, Eve is there and then she gets, you know, um, when she finds the plant and gets, you know, it's kind of stuck locked right. into her position. He's working to make sure that she's safe to try and help her. I mean, he's also working to try and have a date with her, but right, right. at the same point, <laughs> he was working all the way throughout that to try and make sure that she was okay. Yeah. 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 So. Good Very deal. Good. So that's my number four. Let's like get it. back to the real list. Here. <laughs> Michelle, what is your number three hardest working Disney character? Um, so my number three is Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, I just feel like, um, again, one of these situations of the oldest sister having to take on some additional responsibilities, um, having to deal with a lot of personal struggles as well, but still trying to, you know, you saw that she was you know, trying to do something that was right, you know, in, in fighting, you know, the big bad evil, uh, which was her, I guess, stepdad or whatever. Yeah, um, adopted father. Adopted father, yeah. Um, that, you know, she was struggling from the very beginning of how she was going to pro prohibit him from carrying out his plan. While still trying to make it look like she was actually playing Supporting along it. with yes, his plan. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's, that's got to be incredibly tough work to kind of balance those yeah. two things right. and, and pull it off you know, and make it um, believable. Yeah, um, yeah. For exactly. uh, a smarter character as, as Thanos was. Right, right. right. Yeah, so... Very good. Anyways, good my number three. Good I'm looking forward to your number three. My number three comes from the land of Zootopia. <laughs> yes, it's Judy Hobbs. I mean, <laughs> as we all know from the, the film, she doesn't know when to quit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, as a bunny who chose a, a profession that it was right. basically handled by these giant mammals, um, she had to work twice as hard, mm -hmm. if at least twice as hard as any other to, you know, just make it to the force, right. much less to be on the force. She had to prove herself over and over and over right. again there. Um, 
you know, sometimes to a fault, but she worked so hard to make that happen all to, you know, do what she thought, you know, make, make you know, the world a better place, yeah, you know, to follow and, her passion. Right. And, um, and she succeeds and, um, I, I'm highly impressed by Judy Hopps and, um, I think that she is an amazing character in one of my favorite movies. Right. Totally agree with you on, on all the rationale for that. You know, it, uh, you know, we've talked about that movie in the past. It's just amazing how they really connect with the concept that don't look at the limitations mm-hmm. that you're dealt with, you know, and you, you can, you know, or yeah, like as, as people perceive you. Right. True. True. Don't, you know, get past perceptions. Right. Right. You know, and, and just, you know, keep pursuing it and, you know, it may not turn out exactly as you expected it to be, but you didn't let outside limitations stop you. Right. So Very good, good choice, honey. Thanks, honey. Thank yeah, you, sweetheart. Like Let's get back to the real list. Let's get to Michelle's number two hardest working <laughs> Disney character. So my number two, um, and it's more looking at his lifetime uh, of work too, is Woody oh. from Toy Story, our Toy Story franchise, I should say, you know, uh, trying to be the leader of all these crazy individuals, which all the toys, you know, had their own personalities, their own issues, what some of their neuroses were. And, you know, he had to, had to be the one to keep them together and, you know, keep them grounded, um, and still do the tasks that they were meant to do. Even while his own neuroses were popping up. Right. Exactly. You know, and as you could see with each of the different, um, uh, stories or movies that came out about it, it was still something that he had to continually work at and struggle with. Mm-hmm. No, so. That's a good choice. I well, like that. You. I like that. I, I don't know if he's on your list as well. And it's, I'm sorry if it's a spoiler, but I give Buzz Lightyear um, also an equal nod that he was always working yeah. in some way, shape or form. Right. You know, in right. different ways than Woody, but also working very hard. He's not on my list, but right. um, Buzz Lightyear, also a very hard worker out of the Toy Story franchise. Yes, for sure. definitely true. Yeah. Good point. Um, that's a nice number two again michelle's list always the best (laughs) list uh my number two i mean he he makes almost every list we do here on this show my number two is goofy (laughs) all right because look what hasn't goofy done he's played professional baseball and professional football you know yeah when he's not playing professionally he's learning how to do (laughs) these things yeah (laughs) he's also been a a child photographer he's (laughs) Um, been a toy assembler on um, these are just a few jobs he's done he's done so many different That's jobs true. within his life in in the disney films and <laughs> shorts uh he's also a single dad you know who right. has had to raise his son max and you know he's had to work through that in work to make sure that max is is well taken care of right you know? so that that can't be easy as well the fact that he has to also Make sure this family stays True. together. Um, we see it my, very much as Max starts to move into his teenage years in a goofy movie and an extremely goofy movie, how difficult that right. can be. Uh, so you add that in the equation, and that makes Goofy an extremely hardworking Disney character. Yeah, that is a great choice. I love it. I love it. Yes, um, you're totally right. You know, he he's like you said, he's done everything. And even during the pandemic, he... Yeah. He learned things that helped teach us get through some things and or laugh a little bit about some of the craziness. So uh, good choice. He's always learning. He's always doing and he's always goofy. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Love goofy. So that's my number two. Let's get to the back to the real list and the real number one. (laughs) 
Michelle, what is your number one hardest working Disney <laughs> character? My hardest working Disney character is Cinderella. Ah. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, that girl's so beaten down and, you know, and yet she carries out the things that are asked of her. Um, and she just doesn't give up her spirit, although she's struggling with it. And I think there's a lot of characters similar to that, that we could say the same thing, you know, whether you're talking Belle or something like that. But I just felt like Cinderella kind of represented that as a whole that, uh, you know, and, and, and we see the different, you know, even with the, whether you're talking the original animated film or the live action film, you kind of really get that. Right. And forced to do it by her, you know, evil stepmother yeah. and the stepsisters, you know, the wicked stepsisters. Um, and still, you know, performing these tasks, being basically put into slave labor right. almost. Yeah. Um, and doing it still with a, a song in her heart and a smile on her face. Yeah. You know? And being and, put down and, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. It had to be incredibly difficult. Um, she nearly made my list. She was going to be one of my honorable mentions nice. for sure. Um, so that's a, that's a great choice. So. Cool. But now you're number one. My number one is pretty obvious. It's Tiana from the princess and the nice. frog because look, uh, Tiana, she worked multiple jobs. I mean, barely even giving herself the opportunity to sleep. You right. see that scene where she basically <laughs> collapses on the bed and the yes. alarm goes off five minutes later and she has to get back up and go to the next job. All this just to make her dream and her father's dream of mm -hmm. having her, their own restaurant um, come true. I mean, part of the premise of the film is that she, she needs to find an a way to incorporate more fun and, you know, time for herself in her life. Right. I mean, that is what's told to her. Is that like, yeah, you work really hard. You're a tough one, but right. you need to find a way to get a little bit out of that every once in a while. There's True. nothing wrong with hard work. That's great. It'll get you through a lot of life, but you need to balance that out yes. at some point, as I've found yeah. out recently. <laughs> um, it, it, so, you know, I think that that's why, to me, Tiana is the, the, the hardest working Disney right, character. Right, right. Now, that, that is definitely a good number one. And, and like you're saying, I think you kind of, especially right now with some of the more recent things that have happened in our lives kind of connected with that mm -hmm. where it was, yeah, work, 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 and really no time for, for anything for else. home life yeah. or family or life. anything else. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so. so those are our five hardest working Disney characters, at least our first <laughs> list, Michelle, since we're going to kind of go through honorable mentions, maybe some of them would be ticked off here and we can just go off of your other lists and okay. see if they, if they, um, would fill out those honorable mentions. Okay, sure, sure. So for the, um, I'll just run through them really quickly for the hardest working in their job. I had Jeannie, uh, -huh. uh, he, you know, was always having to please others, right. You know, so kind of living that lonely life and lacking freedom, um, but still, again, a very happy individual bringing and, you know, realizing he was bringing joy to others. Yeah. You know, so thought that was number five for that. Here's where I had Wally. He was in my number four okay. on that, you know, um, and how he like all the things we said about it. So right. I won't reiterate that. Number three on this one, I, I put Mulan. She was, mm. you know, not just a you know hard worker. She was risking her life uh, to do some of the tasks that she took on. She had to perform her duties equal to a man mm -hmm. to not be discovered. So, you know, I, I thought that was, uh, you know, pretty strong reason for her to make that list. Sure. Um, number two, I put Black Widow. Mm. Uh, I felt like, you know, she didn't really have any 
True enhanced powers, yeah. powers right. right? So um, she was able still though to be strong enough, or you know, all her her um, attributes to still make her be an Avenger. Use her training as a super spy and everything right. that she was taught um, to uh, put it to the best use, and you know, put it front when she was doing bad things to begin with. Flip the script and right. start doing good things and become uh, arguably. You can argue that, you know, outside of um, Captain America and, of course, obviously Iron Man, Tony right. Stark, that she was, you know, one of the most important people within the entire uh, first right. few phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah. Not my favorite Marvel character, but I recognize what she brings to that sure. to that group. I get it. So, yeah. And my number one um, hardest working Disney character in their job uh, was Coach Herman Boone from Remember the Titans. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. I didn't <laughs> think know, about that one. Yeah. I just thought, you know, he was up against a lot of things. I mean, this was based on a true story. Yeah, based on a real person. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so he was up against a lot of issues, um, you know, whether you're talking racism or dealing with teenage boys and trying to deal with all their things and bringing them to the table. And, and so I thought he was hard working in his job. That's a good one. I like yeah. that one. Yeah. All right. You want the last list? Yes, go for it. All right. The last list of just having a representative from each of the kind of entities uh, from Disney. I stuck with uh, some of, well, some of them I did stick with uh, Cinderella with Marvel, Black Widow, mm -hmm. uh, Star Wars. I put Mandalorian. Yeah. But like he was pretty, yeah, he's strong, pretty hard worker, hard yeah. worker. Yeah. yeah. And having to tie in now uh, that other perspective where he had to be a kind of a guardian, mm -hmm. you know, he took on that role. Yeah. Father figure, basically, uh, again, another single dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, from Pixar, I stuck with Woody on that one. And for Nat Geo, I put the coach of the soccer team that was trapped in the cave. Oh, Wow. Have you have you seen either the real documentary of that or the the new movie that's been made of that? Right. You know, it's um, insane. It's, it's it's an insane story if you haven't checked that out. Right, it's, uh, what what they went through. And, yeah, and they don't really highlight what the coach did, but if you think of the amount of days, day in and day out, the only adult in that cave with those kids that had to keep them calm, had to keep them optimistic in the dark they had barely any dark. light yeah right lacking of food and you know good water and things like that um that that person is an amazing individual yeah so. um definitely go check out the documentary for that and um, that is on that, that geo, geo. Mm -hmm. um but there's also it's on a different streaming service i don't know which one but there's a movie uh, that was made out of it as well that's good too um definitely right. check it out because that's an incredible story yeah yeah so. For sure. Anyways, those are my lists. Very good. Those are great lists. Thanks. Now you have some honorable mentions. Yeah, I think you named uh, most of them there, but a couple of them I would put uh, Hercules in there as oh, a very yeah. hardworking right. character. The fact that how hard he had to work. I mean, yes, he was in, in you know he was given this great strength because sure. he was you know he was a god essentially that was you know right. basically cast out uh, not by his own accord right. but he was cast out but he still had to work very hard to become the hero that he thought he needed to be right. and basically fighting the monster of the week every yeah. every day yeah you know um to to obtain his goal and then you know figuring out that his goal was actually something different than what he expected to right. begin with um you were talking about star wars characters that had to work very hard mm -hmm. how about ray um True. she's had to you know i mean she was basically left on this 
planet, right. from, you know, you know, just yeah, basically have to get yeah. by and, um, you know, scavenge for right. herself to try and, you know, just get by True. every single day. She would True. be out there, um, taking pieces off of starships and everything and right. bringing them back and hoping just to get food every yeah. single day. Yeah. Uh, so she had to work tremendously hard, um, to do that. Uh, yeah, I think those are, I think pretty much everything else I can think of has been named. I mean, you know, characters like Mickey Mouse and Donald right, Duck yeah. have always had to work a lot of different right, jobs yes. uh, during their time. I think they're important as well. And then, of course, we'll just go with, you know, I mean, technically sort of a Disney character because he's been in a movie. But really, let's just talk about Walt and what all the sure. hard work that Walt and right. Roy and all the Imagineers, everybody has done uh, to make Disney and the Disney parks as great as they are. That is so true. So true. Very and, good. I'm glad you recognize that. And then we'll finish up with the Disney cast members because we have to. Because yes. all the Disney cast members, you know, we're talking about it's Labor Day weekend right now. We're all off enjoying our time off, our extra day, whatever it may be, the whole weekend. Um, they're working when we're playing. Right. Um, and still providing the magic, as Michelle discussed earlier, the pixie dust we received. Yes. Um, uh, big kudos to all the Disney Yay. cast members and um, this weekend above any other weekend um, you should always give them cast compliments when someone helps you out out there but this weekend right. is especially a, a great one to do it because it's it's never easy for them but they always do wonderful wonderful right, jobs right they, they are what make it so unique yeah for sure so those are our list of the hardest working Disney characters. Many lists. Uh, <laughs> we would love to know what you th think your, what your list would be. Um, please share it with us on social media, through the Gmail account, whatever it may be. And we will also share those with our listeners on an upcoming show. That was a lot of fun. I mean, there's so many, you're just thinking about how hard some Disney characters work. I mean, there's, there are some lazy Disney characters out there, but there are so many really hardworking ones that it's kind of fun to go yes. through and, you know, and remind ourselves of how, what they go through, you know, and what they, what they have done uh, to become the characters they are, right. the, the, the people they are. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it is, it was fun. It was you know, like I said, it was a little challenging trying to come up with the, what right category it was, but... Um. It always is for us. <laughs> Everything's a challenge for us, for sure. I know, so for true, sure. so true. But that was fun. So uh, before we get to the Disney stories of the week, I thought maybe this would be a good time because it is D23 Expo 2022 in Anaheim coming up this week. And, you know, unfortunately, we are not going. We had badges, uh, yes. but because of everything that's gone on in our life and how we've had to flip some things, we are not going to make it this year, which we are very, very sad about. And I know the FOMO will be big time once yes. this thing starts, uh, kicks off on Friday, but we'll be following along. You can follow along online to a lot of the stuff that's going on out there, and we will be doing that to enjoy what's what's happening. But uh, before we actually get into this, we kind of thought we'd go through a couple of predictions of what might be announced. I think especially we're going to talk about maybe at the, the parks and experiences panel, right. especially, um, you know, I mean, there are some obvious things that I think that they will discuss that I don't think it's too out of the realm of possibility. Like, you know, I expect that they will talk about, uh, the new DVC tower that's going to be happening at the Disneyland hotel. I expect right. we're going to get some more details on that. Um, I expect that we may get some more details on Disneyland forward as well, mm -hmm. you know, because I know that that's been in discussion as well. I think there are several things that are pretty obvious that they will be talking about, uh, but we're kind of going off and saying some things that 
maybe maybe we haven't heard too much about, or um, maybe there's been some things mentioned, but there's no been real um, concrete evidence that these things are happening, and just kind of give some wild predictions and see if any of them come true. So right. <laughs> um, we're going to kind of go through and, and see what we have and see if anything happens to arise. And I mean, we were always be positive about this stuff. So uh, this should be a lot of fun. So Michelle, what is your first D23 Expo 2022 prediction? All right. So before I get that, you know, when I was researching to do this, it was so interesting to see how people are coming up with their own predictions too. Um, I'm not faulting them. I, I, I think they are really brilliant or creative and things like that. Things I would never have thought of like really analyzing every poster, every expo poster that's set, that's put out there in social media and, and, you know, and kind of breaking down, you know, what somebody might be wearing or, you know, what character is there or what two characters are there and what does that mean? So pretty creative. I, I, I give kudos to people who can come up with all those. I didn't, do it quite that way. No. I did. I look for, you know, some telltale signs of things that have been mentioned and thought, is that a reasonable right. thing to expect? And we're not going to have a long list here. Just a no. few things that we're going right. to go over. Um, so going on with what you were saying about Disneyland resort, um, looking at where the people mover area was mm -hmm. either, either refurbishing, maybe the people mover and bringing that back of some kind or, doing something in that space, uh, reimagining something else, but, you know, putting some attention to that area that's been kind of just left unattended. Right. Uh, my first one is something similar to that. Only you're, you're more specific. I'm more generalized in uh -huh. that. I just think that, and I thought this, we were going to hear this in 2019 and we didn't, but I really believe that this year it's going to happen because I, I believe that in both coasts, it has to happen very soon. And that is going to be some sort of reimagining of Tomorrowland. I mm -hmm. really believe that we're going to start hearing something. I think that there's a story coming up in a little bit here that may be the first um, part of that for Disneyland anyway. Right. Um, but I believe that there's some other things that are going to come forward. Um, definitely Walt Disney World's Tomorrowland needs some major love there. It needs some work, but Disneyland's as well. They right. both need some, some work on those spaces. And I think um, we may find out something uh, the D23 Expo 2022. Right. It's interesting of all the lands that seems to be the one that evolves more. Uh, I guess it shouldn't be that interesting, but in that Tomorrowland, it's evolving, right? But, um, you know, from when we did our episode recently about the space program and Walt's tie in with that, how he said, I needed things to connect with Tomorrowland, whereas the other lands, you know, like if you're talking fantasy land, there's, there's, you know, fairy tales out there and things like that, or, you know, the Wild West for Frontierland and things like that. And so um, seeing over the decades how they've changed Tomorrowland's theming, you know, first being what is coming in the future, and then kind of slowly going to what did people perceive the future was going to mm -hmm. look like? And, and I think they've just, like you said, they need to connect some type of theme to bring all those things together because it, it does seem somewhat clunky. It's the really, it is the toughest land to put something together for because uh, obviously, you know, even since Walt's time, I mean, the, what is the future now um, becomes the present so quickly right. 
now. Even I mean, more, like, more so. yeah, I mean, it, you know, prog- progress is, has moved forward at such a quick rate over the years that it's tough. And when you have to plan out and try and build attractions and a whole land, and it takes you two, three, right. four years to actually build it and put it together. By the time you get it done, that's already, you know, it's the past right. almost, you know, right. so it's really, really difficult. So um, trying to put those two things together and find a nice balance has been difficult. Um, but I, I do believe they'll figure something out here and, 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 and just decide, well, we just have to go with this because again, those lands need some love. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's the storytelling that they need yeah. to, you know, kind of have that thread through it. For sure. For sure. What else you got? All right. So, um, I have in Epcot that maybe the Mexican pavilion tie in Coco a little bit more solidly, maybe with that attraction. I know Mm -hmm. that there's been some talk about that now and then. Um, And, you know, it does seem like you're seeing a little bit more evidence of of Coco in the Mexican Pavilion. So maybe that. Yeah. I mean, we've heard that in the past. Um, Love the Grand Fiesta Tour for Mm -hmm. what it is, um, but it could use some spiffing up. And I think Coco makes the most sense. And it wouldn't take that much to... Right. to create it. They could, the downtime on changing that uh, attraction over right. would not be that significant. So it wouldn't shock me. And yeah, you could still yeah. put some nods into the Grand Fiesta tour in there sure. if you wanted to. Yeah. And, and, I mean, know. and that, that attraction as, it, as you know, as an example also was reimagined from when it first sure. came out. So yeah, but, yeah. yeah for sure. I, I like that idea. Oh, I like thank that you. idea. What about you? Um, my next one is also, look, look Encanto became such a huge hit over this mm-hmm. last year, almost an unexpected uh, smash hit. Right. And we've heard uh, Bob Chapek mention it, that it's it's a franchise. It's mm-hmm. not just one film right. now. And we're starting to gradually see some things develop in the park. I think we're going to see some bigger things come out of D23 Expo 2022 this year involving Encanto. Right. Um, I think that, uh, and first off, and we've heard this rumored in the past, I think that they're, they've closed down and are refurbishing Tarzan's Treehouse, mm-hmm. formerly the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse within right. Disneyland. Um, I, I think that the rumors of that may be accurate, that that right. will eventually be an Encanto-themed flip uh, reimagining of that. But I think even greater than that, I really believe, and I actually, I, I mentioned this when we did our predictions from 2019, uh, that I believe that they were going to create a new pavilion uh, within uh, World Showcase at Epcot. And I believe that right now that this will be a, the ultimate opportunity to sure. announce uh, a, because look, South America is not anywhere right. uh, within uh World Showcase. Right, it's right. one of the few continents that is not only only Australia and of course Antarctica. But right. I mean, really, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, but only Australia is the only one that doesn't have at least some sort of representation. Sure. Um, Africa. You know, I mean, it's not much. It doesn't seem like Africa right. when we talk about Morocco, but it is. And they have that little area that's sort yeah. of Africa. You know, and I, I could see them also putting an Africa showcase in there as well, an Africa pavilion. But I think you kind of got that with. Uh, the uh, animal kingdom, right? You got a big Africa area there. So right. maybe it's not as necessary. Um, but I would love to see them open up. I thought, you know, a couple of years ago, I thought they were going to do Brazil. Mm-hmm. Now I think with the explosion of Encanto that Colombia uh, would fulfill that uh, South America goal. I think it's just in the film itself. It builds out to having a restaurant, right. having an attraction, maybe sure. a show right out of it. 
Um, you could have, you know, Julieta's, you know, um, food there, you right. know, that's her, her food that heals you. Yes. That's perfectly built into a restaurant sure. theme there. Right. Um, you could have a dark ride or you could have a stage show based on all the great music that's from sure. Encanto. Um, I just really think that it, it's, it speaks out to being a fantastic pavilion, right. a fantastic addition uh, to World Showcase. I, I, you know, mentioning continents as well. I'd also love them to, you know, hey, why not add Australia there? Right. Uh, somewhere. Yeah. I think Australia would be another and then you can get almost all the continents covered right. in some way shape or form within sure. world showcase that's a good point yeah yeah i love it i actually had Encanto as one of my predictions as well i think you're right that there's just been so much that has shown that it seems like if it's not now it's going to be that but it's, it would seem appropriate that they're going to announce it at d23 um some things that i saw of course you know we know the internet is accurate with everything right um you know but uh some of the things seemed reliable in terms of for example what we i think we've talked about in, in months and months ago where lin-manuel had you know approached the company about doing something more with Encanto, like uh, having attractions or whatever and actually kind of what i this is the part that i'm not sure was totally a reliable source where they said lynn was kind of like they want a movie another film and lynn's like give me some attractions first and mm -hmm. or give me an attraction and then we'll talk films yeah. so um not sure if that's true but it, you know i could kind of admit whether it was said in jest or not at all i don't know but uh, by the way i also would not be shocked if there's an announcement of another Encanto film or some right. sort of project sure. yeah. um, outside of the parks as right. well um, right but that's uh, we were talking mostly about stuff in the parks right right so um so that was one of mine as well do you have more? I have just one more really wild prediction. Oh, that okay. I don't I don't even necessarily believe myself, but I just kind of speculation. Okay. So do you, do you have another one? I have two little ones. Go ahead. Um, rip them off and I'll do mine at the end. Okay. So I do think there's going to be probably an announcement to go back to the concept of reimagining Spaceship Earth, mm. you know, because I do think they the concept of, you know, modify or reimagining it to have some modifications of storytelling and the history of storytelling because they have that rich history within their company that they can definitely bring that. They can bring then obviously characters to that and, and have that, you know, IP in there that kids, especially little kids can find that ride more entertaining and, and connect with. Right. And I know they've, that, that was obviously an announcement they made in 2019 that that right. was the plan. Uh, then they kind of had to shut that down when, especially when uh, a lot of the stuff they planned to do at Epcot either stalled or they had to really put a pause in it. Right. But they, they needed to keep that attraction open. That way they had enough stuff going on right. at Epcot. Um, but I, it, yeah, I don't think there's any question that at least, if nothing else, Spaceship Earth within itself needs a little sprucing, right. sprucing up. Um, whether they completely reimagine it as they had planned to before, we'll right. see. But it yeah. definitely needs to be, um, definitely needs to, it, yeah. it can use some work. Right, right. When I reread some of the the, the initial um, discussion of what they were going to do, like some parts of it would stay the same. It's just what they would show with, you know, like obviously, the, you know, it's focusing on communication and storytelling is part of communication and obviously storytelling, you, you know, whether you're talking about drawing pictures on caves or books and, mm -hmm. you know, things like that, the alphabet, but then it goes into other storytelling. So I could see that. Yep. Um, and the last thing, and, and this is one of those things that I, I have to 
I felt strongly too with the people who were talking about the posters and it seemed like Spider-Man was being featured quite a bit in a lot of the posters about the expo that were being, um, you know, put out there. And it does seem like maybe whether, you know, like having more, having another one of the web slinger attractions at maybe one of the other, um, other parks in Shanghai or Hong mm-hmm. Kong or something like that. I mean, they have, they have it in Disneyland Paris. So they already have that technology and, Blueprint. It does seem like it would be uh, able to fit into some of those yeah, other makes areas, sense. other um, parks as well. And, they, and he, Spider-Man is such a beloved character for right. um, you know Marvel fans of all ages. Yes. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they still can't do anything Marvel. Uh, well, not anything, but a lot of things they like to do Marvel-wise right. within Walt Disney World itself. Right. But. I would love to see them come to a, a, an agreement with Universal to try mm-hmm. and start bringing some things in, but I just don't know if that's ever going to happen. I'm right. sure Universal want, will want to fight that uh, as long as they can. So right. uh, we'll see. But um, yeah, I can definitely see them trying to incorporate in some of the Asian parks mm-hmm. um, for sure. Um, right. So that's a good choice right. now. So, so definitely want to hear your wild. Yeah, this one's just there. completely wild. And All right. it's, you know, there's really no basis in fact in this, and it probably won't happen. But I was just. You know, as we went down a couple of weeks ago at length, the list of the Disney legends that were being incorporated, and I noted that, you know, hashtag real men love Frozen, and mm-hmm. that the, the entire Frozen cast, I mean, the main portion of the cast there, right. you know, obviously the, uh, the four main characters were being put in as Disney mm-hmm. legends. And it just made me wonder, you know, why now? Um, you know, maybe that was something that could have gone, you know, a few years down the right. line. Is there an announcement coming for another Frozen movie? You know, right, Frozen right. Three. Sure. Um, it wouldn't shock me if there's a reasoning that they're all going to bring them all in, right, um, right. to the D23 Expo, uh, with the possibility that at some point, and this isn't parks related, this is movie related, right. so it's a little different. But um, it wouldn't shock me if, if completely, it wouldn't shock me if something like that came down the pipe. For sure. Right, right. You know, if you parallel it to like the Toy Story franchise, you know, um, they, you know, had the original and then a little bit of progress, but more just more telling their their own storyline of the toys focus. Um, You know, so before it got to the real evolution of where Andy's older, you know, whereas in Frozen, it seemed like it made that jump pretty from the original Frozen to Frozen 2, it's like you had that, that what happens when they're older and right. grow up. I mean, you and, had a couple and, tales within the period with the shorts, you know. The, right, you know, but no, not but. another film that is just kind of focusing on the characters and whether you're talking about, uh, you know, one particular struggle that they had to deal with or whatever, it, but they're not, it's not such a drastic mm-hmm. age, you know. Mm-hmm. This one, it just seemed like their right. focus was what, what is going on with them in the future. Right. So, so like I said, that's just wild speculation. Yeah. I, I don't really believe it's going to happen, but it just made me think when they, you know, decided this is the time to bring them all in as Disney legends. I'm happy about it, but I yeah. just, it, it, it made me wonder a little bit. Right. Well, considering they made them legends, it would kind of seem weird if they didn't do, if they're going to do another frozen that they didn't do it now, because rather than trying to do it in the future, mm-hmm. so, so I don't know. But, We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We're, either way, um, we're excited about it all. We can't wait to, to find out what's going to happen at D23 Expo 2022. We'll be talking about it all next week, uh, kind of going over a lot of that yeah. stuff. 
uh, which will be a lot of fun. So, but let's get to the Disney stories we know for right now for this week. And I'm going to start with if you love Disney and helping people with their vacation experiences, well, there is an announcement this week that you may be very interested in. Yeah. And the newsletter subscribers already got this. That's right. That's right. Michelle, always on the ball with this (laughs) stuff for sure. As I said, the newsletter is awful at Michelle-ness, for sure. So, uh, this from PlanDisney.com. They say, do you love going on Disney vacations and sharing that love with others? Are you the go-to person for your family and friends when they want to plan a magical Disney trip? Can you successfully communicate your advice to others in clear and concise answers? This is one of my favorite things. Are you a stickler when it comes to grammar, spelling, and punctuation? That's important in this. Uh, If you answered yes to all these questions, we want to hear from you. There are plenty of planning tools to help you navigate through a Disney vacation, but planning a Disney vacation can leave some guests feeling a bit overwhelmed before they arrive. That's where Plan Disney comes in. Yeah. True. Of course, Plan Disney is an online form of real guests who have mastered the art of planning a Disney vacation. And these passionate planners provide personalized responses to guests all over the world to help them create the most magical vacations ever and make memories that will last a lifetime. And each year, we search for new, enthusiastic, and knowledgeable guests to join the group of vacation planners. And guess what? That time is coming up again. Yes, this year's search for new planned Disney panelists will kick off at noon Eastern time on September 7th, 2022 and run through noon Eastern time on September 13th, 2022. So if you fit the bill for all of these, you may want to think about becoming a planned Disney member or at least giving it a shot to try and join that panel. Right. Um, Keep in mind that it's not paid. They do um, provide you with training, though, where you actually have to. In fact, that's part of, you know, the requirement that you have to go to that training, which is in December. And this year it's at Disneyland. And you also have to and you'll get also a vacation for your family. The training will just be you. You'll be going out there with the other panelists to to learn. Yeah. Uh, But then later on family. Yeah. Later on, they gift you for doing this job. Right. A vacation with you and your family. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, that, that's, you know, and then some, I do see a lot of throughout the year that they do have some get togethers, uh, with panelists. I don't know that that's mandatory or just more that, you know, you're invited if you want to get together and they, they do some additional, um, letting you try out new things mm-hmm. and being able to talk about it. They have a podcast now. What? Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> We have no competitors. (laughs) I know, I know. Um, You know, so, and then they do from time to time, they also do some uh, on their social media, release some videos of tips and things like that. Um, But it's also something you have to realize the time commitment. I think they, you know, said they give like an average amount of of letters to respond to each week. And if you think about it, that each letter, um, when when I was looking at some things, I saw that they said takes usually about half an hour to an hour per letter, you know, depending on how much research you have to do into it. If you have to ask them questions of some other um, people within the Disney uh, company. Exactly. You know, and then, you know, also just even the posting of it with the, you know, selecting pictures and things like that. So, um, you know, it is, it's not quick, you know, it is uh, work. It's it's added work. It's added work. But, you know, if you're that type of person who just loves to help give ideas for people for planning trips or answering their questions, then yeah, give it a shot. 
Yeah. And you know, there are, like Michelle said, there are some perks that come out mm-hmm. of it. I mean, like I said, it's not a paid position, but there are some perks that could come out of it. There are some connections you can make right. as well. And it's just, you know, you're just being a helpful person. And there's some great communities out there of people who are, are, are trying to become this. have been doing it for years, trying mm-hmm. to become part of the Plan Disney panel. And um, you can find a lot of them through social media channels. And they are great follows. Right, right. Very yes. supportive. They, they yes. will root you on uh, throughout it. We've been a part of it. We tried. Right. Before we started this podcast, um, we um, did submit to try and become planned Disney panelists. Yeah. Um, you made did, it further along. You didn't did make it, but, uh, and we decided that this was a better way for us to, you know, how, try and help people right. and, and, you know, and just fulfill our time more um, in a way that we enjoy. But um, we give a lot of credit to all the planned Disney yes. panelists and all the prospective planned Disney panelists. Right, right. And we also understand for those who don't make it, how, how crushing that can be. <laughs> yes. We also know that feeling. Yes, for sure. But, uh, definitely. Um, I, if you think this might fit for you, um, we definitely recommend, you know, if, if nothing else for the experience, but yeah, it right. can be, it can be a little soul crushing when you get that, uh, nope, sorry, you didn't make it this year, yes. uh, <laughs> letter, <laughs> uh, that email. Um, but it still is a lot of fun. And again, like I said, there, if you join some of these groups, Facebook groups, whatever, um, there are some wonderfully, wonderfully supportive people out there that right. and we've made some connections with some of these yeah, people out there. Some exactly. of them listen to our podcast. Hello. Yeah. Um, for that we made connections with through those, uh, those, those Facebook groups. Exactly. So, uh, definitely give it a shot. Um, again, the, the search goes on and starts at noon Eastern time on September the 7th, 2022 and runs through noon Eastern time, September 13th, 2022. What you'll do is you'll pick a specialty, whether it be Walt Disney World, uh, Disneyland, uh, Disney Vacation Club or Disney Cruise Line. I believe those are the four mm-hmm. that they have available now. Um, and then they'll kind of answer some, you'll, they'll give you some questions that you'll have, you'll make give written answers right. to within a certain amount of words. You only have a certain amount of words that right. you can use to answer those questions. And then you'll submit them. You'll have that time within that to kind of go through them. You can change them up as right. you want right. um, and then submit them. And then you'll see if you make it through the second round, the second round we'll have more questions and a video, right. I believe. And if you make it through that one, then the, the next one is a phone interview right. with some people there. So um, good luck to all the prospective yes. planned Disney panelists out there for sure. And let us know if you're trying for it so we can yeah. root you on too. Absolutely. We, we root you all on. Um, we think yes. you guys are fantastic. Anybody who wants to put out that effort um, and not be paid for it, right. you know, to take that time out to help people. Yeah. Um, it, it is a wonderful, um, a wonderful thing for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, moving on, there's a new spot for DVC members to relax on its way to the happiest place on earth mm-hmm. very soon. Yes. This is exciting. This from the Disney parks blog. They said they're thrilled to share that Disney vacation club is now developing its first member lounge at Disneyland resort in California. It's going to be called Disney vacation club. Starview Station and is anticipated to open in the first half of 2023. Yeah. Of course, now that we're here, but well, like you said, we'll have something to look forward right. to. Well, it used to be like, you know, we would just be excited when we come to Epcot. That right. We have the DVC lounge there. We're still excited yes. when we can go to the DVC lounge at Epcot. Now, when we trips to Disneyland, we're going to have that opportunity there. And that yeah. is fantastic. I actually wish they had one in every park. I right. think it'd be a fantastic yeah. thing in an addition for uh, DVC members. But uh, this is great news as a, at least a start. Right. You know, and like I said, I mentioned earlier in my predictions as far as developing Tomorrowland. 
I wonder if this is the first of mm. some dominoes to fall within right. some changes within at least Disneyland's Tomorrowland. Uh, the story went on to say that uh, the new lounge location will be in the heart of Tomorrowland at Disneyland Park in the space on the second floor of Star Wars Launch Bay building. Mm-hmm. I, you know, as soon as they've said that, like it totally makes sense. There's this upstairs area that they've only, they've kind of opened up some shops right. up there. There's like when we went to galaxy's edge for the first time we were herded up there to get our bands right. you know our, our our little bands that said we we're okay to go in for the preview of right. of galaxy's edge and stuff so it's kind of just been an unused space so right. it's it's it makes total sense uh they say the sleekly designed space will be home to a dedicated disney vacation club member services team as well as plenty of casual seating complimentary wi-fi device charging stations and more uh, the new lounge will be open daily during schedule hours to eligible disney vacation club members with valid park tickets and reservations to Disneyland park. I'm very happy about this, uh, this being this coming in the future. Yeah. And just seeing some of the concept art for it, it really looks cool. Right. Love uh, it. Love so it. yeah, I can't wait to experience it ourselves. We're already you know, plotting out and we'll be obviously going to visit Southern California, still have family there right. and we'll, we'll be visiting there fairly often. And that will definitely be one of the spots we'll be hitting yeah. up for sure. So uh, that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, well, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, gorgeous, <laughs> all things great <laughs> in the world. You heard earlier, she has the very best lists. <laughs> she also does the best I research. Maybe quantity not quality i don't know i don't know it's still the best whatever however you want to rate it still the best uh, but we know also that she has the very best tip so let's get to it here's michelle's tip of the week oh well you're sweet so this is actually kind of a little tip but i think one that could help a lot of people um so as you know you can no longer bring ice uh, into the parks, you know, like a, you can have a cooler, but not with loose ice. You have to use like ice packs. So um, this is for people who may be staying on property and have those ice packs, but you might be staying in a room that doesn't have a full refrigerator. So anything less than a one bedroom or above. Um, sometimes those little refrigerators don't have freezers. Sometimes they do, but mm-hmm. it's not closed. Um, you can actually give it to the Bell staff, Bell services staff, and they will freeze it for you overnight. Wow, that is a really good tip. Yeah, because I, I know we do that. We use chill packs very yes. often. And um, yeah, I mean, just this last time we, we, we had, you know, the one stay at Bay Lake Towers right. and one stay at um, Animal Kingdom Lodge. And uh, both weren't in suites. They were in the um, studios. And they did have a little freezer section within right. Bay Lake Towers. They did not have one in Animal Kingdom. So, um, so I just found this out yeah. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I actually cranked the, the refrigerator down pretty right. low and yeah. it actually did okay to keep those things from that were already frozen, mostly frozen. Right, so right. Good. Yeah. And it might be something that you don't need to for every day in the park, but maybe just like if you're bringing some, some things in, so you've brought them in your own cooler to the room and then on the day you're leaving, you might have some leftovers that you might want to keep chilled. You can do that. Very good. Michelle's tip. Always the best tip. <laughs> uh, my tip this week, I was going to do another one, but I'm, I was just thinking about since we're leading into D23 Expo 2022, I just wanted to do a couple quick tips uh, going into that, especially if it's your first time ever going. Mm-hmm. Um, 
please be aware you will wait in many, many lines. So yeah. be prepared for that. Um, bring along things that will help you within the lines, whether it be some little snacks, um, whether it be a, a seat cushion, because you can right. could be sitting on some concrete at times. Uh, if you can fit something in there, maybe something that you can blow up, it might right. be helpful to you as well. And maybe a little something to do if you're, you're, you're with your family, your friends, you, you, if you have some little ones with you to kind of keep them entertained during times. If you do right. have people with you in those lines, feel free to have one of you stay in line, the other one, you know, go off and check out some right. things uh, and come back. Um, just verify with the staff there that that's okay, that you can do that, that everything will be okay. And maybe right. some timing because you don't want to have one go in and the other one not make it into right, that panel. Right, yeah. Um, don't expect that you're going to make every big panel, uh, especially if you haven't didn't get one for the, through the reservation right. process here. You probably will not make every big panel. Um, try f focus on the ones you want to really get to the the biggest name panels, right. and shoot for that. Whether you have to stay overnight, whether you have to line up early in the morning for the afternoon panels, uh, then you might be able to make it into those. But no, you're going to be waiting a long time for those. But even if you don't make those giant mm -hmm. panels. Don't let that ruin your time because there are great other smaller yes. panels that you can make it to that are maybe not quite to those level, but you'll, you will get equally entertained and learn some new right. things out of them. And they're fantastic. Um, some of the smaller panels are some of the best panels. Right. They may not get all the pub, um, but they are fantastic. Exactly. Um, and even if you don't make any panels, there are lots of great things to check out around the D23 mm -hmm. Expo, whether it be the shopping. I mean, yes, some of the bigger stores are going to be tough to get into, but there's all sorts of lots of little other stalls uh, that you can go to and find some great steals. Right or at least deals. Um, we got luggage there when we were there yeah. last time. We got our Mickey waffle maker right. um, when we were there last time. But there's even littler things like um, there. it's a great place to pick up pins, especially for trading because they have all these pins, Disney pins that you can get for a really low price and then use those within the parks right. or with friends or whatever to trade up to greater pins. But they also have some limited edition pins that maybe you missed out on right. that you may be able to find there for a good deal. Um, there's all sorts of interesting books, uh, comics, all sorts of interesting things to go through there. They have usually some sort of parade at a couple times throughout right. the day. Yes. Uh, usually has some sort of celebrity involved with it, but it's a lot of fun uh, for everything else uh, that's involved around Disney that is entertaining to check out as well. So just explore, enjoy, bring your patience, especially with the volunteers that are helping you there right. because they're going to have a difficult time as well, hurting right. everybody around just be patient, have a good time, look at the positivity, enjoy it all. Just taking in the cosplay can be a lot of fun. Right. But, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's a great time if you, it, it is what you make out of it. Right. Right. Yeah. So like, like, you know, just kind of echo what you said. There's just so it's, it's so stimulating that just find some things that, that you, you enjoy and you'll be amazed how even like Tom said if you're not making it into the big panels how you can still have a lot of fun right. the other thing is you know being you know it's that golden room being kind to other people around you can have a real payoff um you know I don't remember why but there was one time that I had to be in a line I was separated from you and I you know I had to go to the restroom I wanted to go grab a soda or something like that you know and if you're talking to the people in line around you um they're generally willing to 
hold your place in line while you step away because they recognize you're alone. Or, or I've seen sometimes and we've done it for some couples that wanted to go wander off and we're like, yeah, we're just going to save yeah. your place. As long and as you just, don't abuse that privilege right. that they're offering you, you don't oh, hold my place. And I may be gone for three hours. Right. right. You know, you know, if you're just running out for, to go grab a bite, to, you know, to maybe you just need to find your, your spouse or your partner right. or whatever yeah. it may right. be um, to, tell them something then you can't reach them through because sometimes the cell phone channels can get when there's so many people can right. get a little blocked a little bit yeah. um, uh, tough to work through um, you know the, more people are tend to be more than willing to do that as long as you're not you know taking advantage right. of the situation right. so and help them out too yeah for sure again you will run into issues uh, throughout this I mean an event like this it's hard not to run into issues from mm -hmm. times there'll be some people that don't know answers to your questions right. or whatever the case may be especially with volunteers um but just be courteous and again, make the best out of it. You know, laugh at some of the things that go a right. little wrong. Yeah. You, you'll, they're, they're great. Sometimes the things that go wrong are the best stories to tell right, later right. on, especially exactly. if they end up working out in the end. So sure. um, just have fun with it. Enjoy it. Know that there's a lot of like-minded people out there that are full of positive Disney energy right. as well. And just have a great time. And we, I, I hope that you'll share those experiences with us uh, through our social media channels, through the Gmail right. account, whatever. We want to hear about your experiences at the D23 Expo 2022. Exactly. Especially since we can't make it and we're I jealous. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we know you're going to have a great time and we are planning out for the next one. Uh, they will announce where the next one's going to be right. there almost uncertainly. Um, so we'll look forward to hearing where that's going to be, when it's going to be, and we will probably be at that next one. Yeah. And, you know, that is our plan because we love them so much. Yes. So uh, that's it for this week. Uh, next week, well, we mentioned it already. We're going to mostly be recapping um, all the news or a mm -hmm. lot of the news that comes out of D23 Expo 2022. Uh, I mean, obviously a lot of it will be out there, but we'll kind of be giving our thoughts on some right. of the bigger things that, that come across. Right. And, and some of it that. will still be happening right. on Sunday. So. Yeah. Um, so we're going to try We'll, we'll delay the recording a little bit uh, still come out on Sunday uh, but we're recording so we can get as many of the stories mm -hmm. as possible through so we can uh, talk about all that and we look forward to giving our perspective on what comes out of yeah. this as well as for this week we appreciate that you joined us today in the future you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts so the very best place to find us is on our own website HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com and while you're there we would love for you to sign up for our newsletter if you haven't done so already please sign up for the newsletter just another great way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Another excellent way is to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Yeah. And if you're already on there, please tell a friend about our podcast. Yeah. Or, excuse me, about our, um, well, well, you can tell them about a podcast, tell about the podcast too, yes. for sure. Uh, but about the Facebook group. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a lot of great fun and we love interacting with everybody there yeah. in that group. Uh, also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures podcast. Hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we love hearing from you. And we also really appreciate if you, as I said, 
tell a friend or family member about our podcast or give us a five-star review. For sure. That's a great way to help support this show. It doesn't cost anything, just a little bit of your time uh, to help us out there. Also, we do have new Disney dishes coming. So please yeah. check out the Disney Dishes blog. It's DisneyDishesBlog.com. Um, I think we're Disney Dishes. I have, it's been so long since I've gone through the social media. I think it's Disney Dishes on, at Disney Dishes on Twitter, at Disney Dishes Blog, every place else. Uh, please check us out there because we are going to have some new stuff coming. And there may even be in the future some videos coming. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. We'll tell you more about that as that progresses. But we're well ahead of that right now. But you'll want to be aware of that if that does happen. So that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.